Oh my goodness, like Bill O'Reilly, I'm about to do this live. I am reacting to the trade deadline for the New Jersey Devils. For the most part, we were able to get uh, Andrew Hammond from uh, the Montreal Canadiens. He is injured and does have a lower body injury, but it's better than nothing. For the most part, it was an uneventful day for the New Jersey Devils, but there's still a lot to talk about. So buckle up and also uh, hopefully Jersey Joe uh, joins the show as we did agree to uh, just talk trade deadline and all things Devils. So hopefully he joins us momentarily, but for right now, uh, I'm going to give you guys my initial reactions to the trade deadline for the New Jersey Devils. So buckle up. There is a lot to talk about. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And this is the first time that I am doing YouTube Live. I'm really looking forward to it, really excited, a little nervous, but at the same time, it's time to react to the trade deadline for the New Jersey Devils. So uh, going into the trade deadline, I did a lot of preparation because, as you guys know, in my more recent episodes, I talked to a couple writers from the hockey writers. I talked to my buddy Neil from Devil State of Mind. So I talked to Matthew Zader. I talked to Christy Flannery. Uh, and once again, talked to Neil from Devil State of Mind podcast, basically picking their brains as to what could potentially happen to the New Jersey Devils organization come the trade deadline. Now, uh, before we talk about their overall opinions and how it compares to now, let's just talk about my initial reactions going into the trade deadline. So once again, we were able to get Andrew Hammond from the Macho Canadians. And like I said, in the cold open, he is injured and he is on the injured reserve list for a lower body injury. So that's worth writing home about. But at the same time, you know, I don't think the New Jersey Devils would be stupid enough to trade for a player who has no chance of playing for the rest of the season. So just putting that out there. But at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, it's better than nothing. And, you know, there's a lot to be excited for for Hammond and what he could potentially bring to our organization because he is an older goalie. Uh, he has a decent amount of NHL experience. And right now, you know, we're just looking for a decent backup for Nico Dawes because I think it's safe to say that Nico Dawes has earned um, the, the right to be the starting goalie for the New Jersey Devils or the backup at the very least. But for right now, if the if the Edmonton Oilers game proved anything, it proved that uh, John Gillies is not a capable starter for the New Jersey Devils. Like, I have no faith in him. I have no trust in him. The hope that I had uh, for him at, when we first acquired him is now out the window. It's gone. So th that's just something that I've come to the consensus of. So going to the trade deadline, you know, there were a lot of players that uh, the New Jersey Devils could have potentially traded away. You know, I have the list right here. Uh, we talked about Mackenzie Blackwood in a more recent episode. We talked about P.K. Subban, Pavel Zaka, Andreas Johnson, Jimmy Vc, Ty Smith. You know, all those names were brought up in potential trade discussions. But at the end of the day, I just said, I think it's best to bet that the New Jersey Devils are going to remain mostly the same uh, after the trade deadline. And lo and behold, I was correct. I just said, at the very least, try to get a goalie. Like, uh, you know, just a, a decent goalie. Uh, just someone to help us save face. And the Hamburger, as he's nicknamed, the Devils were able to acquire him with, with literally only a few minutes left in the deadline. And um, joining me in momentarily is going to be Joe, uh, also known as Jersey Joe. He's been on this show before. He's a 
friend of the show, friend of mine. So we're going to talk him to him momentarily and, and we'll get his initial reactions to the trade deadline and things of that nature. But um, um, my initial reaction was the New Jersey Devils were going to remain the same. That That's how it was going to be. Like, like I said, Blackwood, Subban, Zaka, Janssen, BC, Smith. Uh, I, and I said it in my PK Subban episode when uh, the New Jersey Devils revealed that uh, that they weren't going to extend his contract. I said, you can safely uh, assume that PK Subban is going to be in a New Jersey Devils uniform past the trade deadline. That was my overall take. So uh, you've heard my initial reactions, uh, my initial reactions to some of the writers from the hockey writers like Christy and, and Matthew. You know, I, it was a long shot to get maybe a couple uh, Vancouver Canucks players like maybe Brock Besser or Connor Garland. But at the same time, it was worth a shot, you know. But um, we're going to be talking to Jersey Joe right now. He's joining us uh, via FaceTime. So I'm, I'm, he's about to join the show momentarily. Uh, Joe, you there? Yes, I am. Also, uh, I hear you loud and clear. Awesome. Right, Thank you. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward you, to it, you, man. You got me now? Yes, I got you. I got you. So, the trade deadline. We got Andrew Hammond, you know, goalie who's injured right now. Um, I, I, guess that, uh, I guess that's better than nothing. Well, I mean, first off, the Devils really didn't burn any assets other than, you know, they got – a little movement from the Taylor Hall trade tree with Nate Schnarr being reinvested for Andrew Hammond. So at, in this case, it, you don't need to rely on Dawes a whole lot. You don't need to have Gillies do as much work anymore. I think you should actually cut Gillies at this point. I'd I rather have Gillies. Gillies is not a capable starter. I mean, I, I didn't watch that game he played last, but I looked at that one play where the carom off the back end of the boards ricocheted, and it went to one of the other Oilers. And uh, when Gilly stops the puck, the first initial save, he, he thought, like, he saved it between the five hole, but then four seconds later, the puck's already back in the net, and he makes late post-to-post uh, move and that's not good. And I just I would cut him like ASAP if I was Fitzgerald. Well, yeah, I mean, look, look, and someone just said, uh, "What did I expect from the New Jersey Devils?" Well, I, I just told you what I expected. I expected pretty much nothing at the trade deadline. Like we don't really have that much wiggle room in terms of just making a deal. Jack Hughes is signed long term. Nico Heizer is signed long term. Dougie Hamilton is signed long-term. Barring anything catastrophic, yes, we're brought, we'll be back for with an extension with the New Jersey Devils come, come next offseason. But at the end of the day, like, you know, did I expect much from the New Jersey Devils? No. But, you know, I expected maybe, you know, what could we get for Jimmy Vesey? He's good on the penalty kill. I'm sure a contending team would, would love to have that. Or, um, you know, Pavel Zaka. You know, we were talking about Brock Besser, Connor Garland. Could Pavel Zaka be the centerpiece of that deal? We were talking about P.K. Subban. Did he play his final game at the Prudential Center just a, a, a few days ago? And did he score his final goal as a New Jersey Devil during this Western Canadian trip? You know, uh, but I just said we're going to have to retain half of his salary to sweeten the deal at least. But, you know, final year of his contract, it's not going to hurt. 
at the end of the day, like, I didn't expect much from the New Jersey Devils, but that's what I'm just saying. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I got to say my opinion, which is, did I expect maybe a move here and there? Yeah, but I, my expectations were anywhere from moderate to nothing at all. But that's well, okay. I, I will say this. Those bigger trades are more for, like, right after the lottery balls land. And when the Devils know where they're going to be picking, they can obviously try and evaluate to see what they can get. Maybe they can get a Besser to do a sign-in trade, maybe Garland possibly. But who knows between uh, the lottery balls and the NHL draft and free agency. So there are a lot of other good options out there. And just like I sent you the um, the goaltender stuff, Billy Huso is one of those guys, free agency-wise, RFA-wise, on the goalie front. I actually – I have him high on my list for um, Tom Fitzgerald to go after – to go a little bit – kind of like big game hunting, but this time for goaltending. And I think he's pretty ripe in that retrospect. And Vitek Vonacek uh, – Absolutely would be good for the pickings. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, check from the uh, Capitals. I could see, honestly, I'm, I'd be down for that, quite honestly. Yeah. But uh, also someone on that list, hopefully he does not retire, but I was talking to Neil about this. <laughs> what about Marc-Andre Fleury? He was just traded to the Wild today, but he is set to be a free agent come the offseason. Maybe see how he's feeling and just see if maybe we could sign him to a two-year deal. Yeah, I mean, first off, Marc-Andre Fleury's from Quebec. So he'd be a lot closer to Quebec being in New Jersey if he did arrive. The second thing would be a clause saying you're not going to pull a, a Corey Crawford in midseason or early season or preseason, you know, that kind of thing. We need a certainty before we even sign someone. So we need to know that first. Second off, are you – willing to join this up-and-coming team that has a whole lot of potential, but are you ready to be part of the solution in net? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I think that's the smart thing to do because I talked about um, Marc-Andre Fleury possibly joining the New Jersey Devils in a silly season episode. I said, it's not a it, – is it a long shot? Yes, but it is very plausible, to say the least. It could happen. It's not, most likely not going to happen, but – but look, here's the thing. We have a lot of talent on this team. And here's here's my pitch to Marc-Andre Fleury. It's like, look, we got Jesper Brock. We got Jack Hughes. Those are our two centerpieces moving forward. We also got Dougie Hamilton. He's set to win a Norris Trophy within the next couple of years. Um, you know, we're a young team with a lot of potential. We have a consistent defensive pairing of Yoni Siegenthaler and Ryan Graves. You know, Ryan Graves very consistent. What he doesn't on the ice doesn't show up in the score sheet. Same with Jonas Siegenthaler. Siegenthaler is not going to give us any points, but that's okay because he's a shot suppressor and he knows how to assert himself. And, you know, th th that's what I like. Damon Severson, more focused on the offensive side than the defensive side. But at the same time, he does make a lot of boneheaded plays. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay because he, he usually redeems himself. That's the one thing I'll respect about Severson. For every boneheaded play he makes, usually he shows a sign of redemption. So my thing for Marc-Andre Fleury is like, or maybe Jack Campbell, Jack Campbell, because uh, uh, he is heavily, 
heavily underpaid on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Maple Leafs have to pay a lot of people money. So could they afford to keep Jack Campbell on board? So my the other is, question, if I'm making this pitch, I'm just like, you are the last piece we need because our issue is goaltending. Are you willing to come here and help us? You know, that's my thing. Like, that's my pitch. Like, you are the final puzzle piece that we need to go to the next level. Because Neil said it best in our crossover. He said the Devils are kind of in a win-now situation. Well, you know, let, let, let me rephrase that. We have a <laughs> lot of players signed to long-term deals. We have a plan in place. But right now, we're stuck in neutral. We just need something to put us over the hump so that way we're back in the playoffs. Like, I'm not saying championship or bust. I'm not saying <laughs> right. deep playoff run. I, 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 I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying we're in a decent situation to actually, you know, be, be you know, called somewhat decent or respected in the, in the NHL, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I, I agree with that um, analogy. So, basically, the, uh, there's, a bu- there's, a, there's a bunch of losers getting bounced out of the first round, eh? <laughs> so, th- anyways, let me just put it this way. So, we're we're going to be in neutral, but we're going to add some really good guys in the offseason. And the hecklers like that will be proven absolutely wrong very soon. And let me put it this way. The Devils have the money to add the guys to go from neutral to first gear. So that would put them from, let's say, the lower part of the Eastern Conference and move them up to middle of the pack and maybe add – a little bit more. Maybe they could be a, a wild card team. And actually, I feel like they could have been a wild card team this year, but you know, COVID injuries just set us back a, a couple of weeks, and we just could never recover. That's that's the point. Like, you you have Hammond as an insurance plan, and you have some other guys coming up in the pipeline. And barring any offseason moves, like if you have Alexander Holtz come in and he's ready to lock and load as a finisher, and you have, like, that Garland or Besser, or you signed Johnny Goudreau. You're looking at... Johnny Hockey? Yep, Johnny Hockey from Salem, New Jersey. So you're you're looking at at a team that would have a lot of really good finishers, and then you have prospects like Riley Walsh who are looking to replace a guy like Subban over the next season. I'd rather be bullish on the younger guys replace a Subban, but there's a lot more promise. And if I'm a season ticket holder and you're looking at, you know, Fitzgerald being bullish like he did last year, I'm feeling more positive than I did, you know, this past season where COVID and everything else just held us back, like you like you said. It did hold us back. And we're going to continue our discussion momentarily, but – I got to ask you, Joe, um, are you a betting person? I'm not a betting person. I'm more of a stock market person. Well, either way, I wanted to get you hip to betonline.net. It's the best time of year again (laughs) as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. My bracket's actually 95%, not to brag. From all the ways, (laughs) contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sport betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. 
I, I feel as though, and this is not a hot take, we have the pieces. And, and you said it a few months ago in our crossover. We have the ingredients. We just need the right chefs and the right sous chefs to put it all together. Yep. Andy Ruff has kind of changed my opinion as to how he's handling things because I feel as though the Devils, after the All-Star break, have been have become one of the more better uh, – well, that was just – that was incorrect grammar – have become one of the best um, – um, offensive teams in the NHL. I, I think that's safe to say because, you know, Jack Hughes, Jesper Brat, both those players are guaranteed a point every game. They're the reason why the New Jersey Devils don't get shut out that often or haven't get, gotten shut out recently. Well, and, um, yeah. As, so, as, you, as you said, they're not getting shut out as often. You know, when they added Nathan Bastard back off of waivers, having those net front presence guys up front really do a lot of offensive creation and opportunities. You talked about betting odds. I like the odds of increased scoring rates when you have big bodies up front disrupting the eyesight. Now, if the Devils can get a guy like Georgiev in the offseason to be our goaltender, maybe we can steal some more games and have Hammond be our third stringer, you know, that would be something that I would be bold on. I know Georgiev's having a little, you know, fit with the Rangers, and I think a little piss and vinegar would help. <laughs> Just to piss those guys off, too. <laughs> I mean, um, this team is entertaining, to say the least. And, you know, where do we go from here? Well, the thing is, is like, you know, we got Hammond from, from, from the Canadians, once again, the Hamburger. The Hamburglar, um, yes. The the Hamburglar. Um, you know, he, he he's known for just being exciting, to say the least. Like, he's entertaining. Like, is that safe to say? Because, like, he was the first goalie in NHL history to earn 21 wins in his first 27 games. Um, uh, he was one of two goalies in NHL history to allow two goals or fewer in uh, their first 12 starts. Um, you know, NHL first star of the week back in 2015. Uh, first goaltender in Ottawa history to win first uh, five starts in their career. Um, and, you know, I think the one issue that people have is that, you know, he's he's injured. So it's just like um, and it's a lower body injury. So similar to what Mackenzie Blackwood is dealing with right now. So I think that's the only issue people have. It's just like because I've been seeing on Twitter, I was like, did we seriously just trade for an injured goalie? Um and I'm just like, well, look, I don't think the New Jersey Devils, I said at the beginning of the show before you joined, I said uh, if the New Jersey Devils didn't have any faith that he could possibly return this season, I don't think they would make the trade, quite honestly. I think there is a chance he will return, and he's just here to save face. He's not – it's a for-now situation. You know, as I say a lot on the show, it's not a permanent situation. It's just a for-now situation because at this point, we need some sort of entertainment in between the pipes because every time Dawes is there, I love Dawes. I love his overall uh, production. But let's face it, too much of a wild call. And I don't have the utmost faith that he's going to win consistently. But, you know, when he's good, he's damn good. But when he's bad, he is terrible. And it's just like, you know, I, I don't know what to think. But then, you know, for – I'll let you speak in a second. But um, uh, for John Gillies, it's just like absolutely no faith. Just put up the L. Well, I'll, I'll say this about Dawes. Like, you can only play Bear Claws Dawes so many – times in a row where mentally you're going to get worn out like 
teams are going to figure out a lot easier. But when you have a couple of games off and you have a really reliable backup, and let's say Hammond takes some of the steam off, he can then be a little bit more refreshed and be less likely to get Schneideritis. And what is Schneideritis? Being overplayed. Mackenzie Blackwood has it right now, everybody. Being overplayed and your lower body reduces your chances of saving the puck than, than you want to. So really, I would say this. The reduce the workload and the more efficiency of each game played for a guy like Nico, Nico does that is, he can save more games and win more games at a better rate. And he doesn't have to be playing seven out of nine games. He just needs to be played more effectively. Right. And um, uh, according to Alex Chavancy of the Hockey Riders, uh, Hammond has a 920 save percentage in four games. That's a sample size. That's very small. We can't really go off uh, too much from that. I remember we couldn't go too much off of John Gillies. And, um, but, you know, here we are. And here we are. I just said, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see what potentially could happen. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, with Hammond, uh, it, this is a for now situation to say, but uh, we're about to wrap up. So any final thoughts, Joe? My final thoughts, I would say this. Just keep evaluating what we're doing right now and make a few trades or signs or a little bit of both in the off season either at the draft or before free agency and do some asset management, whether it be a Garland signing or be a Vinacek signing or signing Billy Huso. So I would say that. Um, with that being said, I think the Devils are in good hands and we should be able to go into first gear for next season. I agree with everything you said. Uh Joe, thanks for uh, taking the time to do this, and I, I appreciate you. Uh, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to do it. I know audio was kind of messed up, but first time doing live, everyone. So uh, I'm glad you uh, were able to bear with it. And you heard Joe's opinions, you heard my opinions. So uh, once again, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Once again, New Jersey very silent at the trade deadline. Got Andrew Hammond just to. Safe face for the organization going the rest of the way. But I would expect big things from the New Jersey Devils come the offseason. Now, since we're past the trade deadline, let's see if the New Jersey Devils can turn it around. We'll see what happens. But anyway, for Jersey Joe and myself, I'm Trey Matthews. And uh, I, I appreciate all the time you've done. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next time.